0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs, challenges and opportunities, HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. I am one of your co-hosts. If you don't know me, my name is Chaz Fields, <laughs> I would hope. For the for the new listeners, I'm Chaz Fields. For those that you listen, hi, great to have you back. And I'm joined by my dearest, dearest workplace bestie,
1: Julie Devlin, Chaz, <laughs> I, Chaz, How I can people not know you? How can I, people not know you?
0: I, I got to keep them guessing. I got to <laughs> keep them I, guessing.
1: I guess so. That's so. what I
0: do. So, uh, hey, Jules, tell me something good.
1: Oh boy, there you go with the singing again. Well, you know. well Chaz, you can tell that my background's a little different again. Um, <laughs> I uh, something good. I've I've been traveling a lot, uh, mm-hmm. as we do, and I am. What's good is that I'm in Denver. Um, wow. And Denver, Colorado is mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful to mm-hmm. look out the window and to see the snow-capped mountains. I know I sound like a poet right now, but uh, it's just it's just awesome to sort of be here. Um, I yeah. will say this. Uh, the altitude, believe it or not, has gotten to me a little bit.
0: I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, every time you walk upstairs here or something like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're just a little bit... <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more winded than normal. So I love it. I uh, love I'm it. excited. I'm going to a Rockies game tonight. So oh, fun. Court, yeah, Colorado Rockies baseball, you know how much I love baseball. So. Yeah.
0: That'll be good too. Maybe catch a home run ball or, or something. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> sure. Yes. I,
0: I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the ball flies further there. The ball definitely flies that, further there. That so. is that is
1: true. There's lots of offense, which is, which is awesome. So.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. You,
1: you tell me something.
0: Um, good. You know what, Jules? Uh, it's funny. I was thinking about when we were trying to schedule recording this, uh, I was in Vegas and and, and, uh, I just got back. So obviously I'm home, which is really, really great. Um, that's always good, but it was funny when we were trying to schedule this, it was, like uh Jules I, I'm probably not going to record in Vegas cuz we all know how much I love Las
1: Vegas so I know how much you love it's, Vegas. It's, I've seen that firsthand no.
0: yeah I, I know it's a it's a lot of fun so it was it was a great trip um you know I had the privilege of speaking at APA with our, our colleague Teresa our manager Teresa so that was mm-hmm. really really exciting um and it was just it was just a great group of people it was Las Vegas but uh you know it's just been a really great week now that I Shout I'm, out to no the payroll
1: people you know we, right? we talk about HR and you yeah. know I mean, we 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 can you you know, I know that some payroll people want to be separate from HR and whatnot, so don't take this the wrong way, but right. we love payroll people too. We so, do. We do. Um, I'm actually going to be speaking at a payroll conference in... Ontario coming up in Canada. Oh, um, so looking forward to that as well. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And then yeah, you and I, think- I are doing one. You and I are doing one in the coming days, but it's virtual if I remember right, next month. So oh.
1: uh, You'll have to remind me when that is. Charlie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's on our calendar, but I don't, um. I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways, now we're here. So we're going to start the show uh, like we always do with the business stat of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie, this is actually a really interesting one. Uh, as we all know, we've been kind of following the labor market. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics stated at the Number of jobs, or excuse me, the number of job openings was at a series high of 11.5 million on the last day of March. Now, although this changed little over the month, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported in that same report uh, on May 3rd, hires were only at 6.7 million. Were also uh, that that number changed very very little.
1: Right. Yeah first thoughts <laughs> yeah well first of all you know we we wanted to provide that stat of the day just to kind of you know people helping people we know that that's public knowledge and easy to find but um it, i think i think when we look at that 11 and a half million um job openings i mean that is that is just incredible and i think the question um becomes you know how the heck do we fill those jobs and i, I wanted to ask you chaz do you do you still see uh, like when you're out at a store or, or a restaurant or whatever do you still feel that labor shortage like you oh, did before
0: yeah It's it's funny funny you mentioned that so on the, my my first thought on stat is like how are we going to find that many workers right? Right, right um and and what's so interesting is I was ju- obviously I was just in Vegas right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and now that um I don't want to say covid's over but the mass mandates no, have been lifted <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the mandates are, but they've been lifted for flights so significant amount of more people are flying now yeah. um, as the numbers continue to peak uh and and, and in Vegas things were incredibly short staffed still I mean, really? it, it, yeah. in in, in some areas. Right. So, um, but most of the restaurants, uh, we having a difficult time. Um, you know, the coffee shops, all of those places. And I'm just like, holy cow. Uh, it's in full swing. Like Las Vegas is in full swing. As yeah. you know, we were out there, but it, 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 if world destination places are feeling it. As you and I know, I know other places are feeling it too, whether you're in the middle of the Midwest or, you know, you're on the West Coast or East Coast. So um, I think I, I guess the challenging part, what I would say is to challenge our leaders here is it really is time to reevaluate what skills and qualifications are really needed for each job um, and and get those job descriptions rewritten out to places where you're not recruiting or where you should be recruiting um, cause who knows who's ready to make a switch or who's ready to come back and do something different or maybe even the same, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I've, I've definitely felt the it really hasn't waned at all in terms of the staffing shortages. Um, So, and I'm sure that those of you listening have probably experienced that as well. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we've talked about it before a little bit, but it, it really changes things as terms of how we have to act as people, you know, in that we have to have a lot more patience and that's not always something that we're great, great at doing. So.
0: Especially when we're running late. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, um, I, I just, you know, I, I thought that was an interesting stat, just to kind of remind people that we're still going through that. So yeah,
0: yeah. So um, that's really great, Jules. I, I know that you you focused a lot of that too on the employee experience and how we've really got to impact all workers, um, and that mm-hmm. kind of leads us into the topic today. The cool part about it is uh, we had a thirsty Thursday. <laughs> it's it's not what you think, okay? The thirsty Thursday. So I did a post on LinkedIn. Um, I was it was thirsty Thursday for. Um, those that follow me for thoughts. I was I said, hey, uh, what would you want to hear about from a business perspective on a podcast episode? Like what theme? Um, so we listened and we came up with today's topic, uh, which is how to engage workers at multiple, Sites, Julie. Right. We listen.
1: We listen because we got uh, a request for. Yeah, this it was really cool. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, we, we would we would shout the person out, but for privacy re- reasons, we don't want to. <laughs> right. Um. But we do thank you for that. Um, yeah, and and you, so you know much. we're always open to uh, listening to uh, the topics that you know you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um. And we can you know definitely uh, definitely hopefully you know continue to do this as we move mm-hmm. forward. Um, because it's all about people helping people chat. that's, right. that's, that's what we right. want. that's what we want to do. That's so, right. so yeah, today uh, we want to talk about how do you engage or we want to just explore how do you engage workers who are work at multiple sites, or if you have a workforce where you have some people who are remote, some people who are hybrid, some people who are in the office, some people who do. All three things, sure. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. You know how how do you uh, how do you engage them, a- and how do you provide that employee experience that is going to be consistent across all of those genres of employee? Yeah, and I think we need to start at a at the very beginning, and we need to talk about what are some of the reasons that employees would feel disengaged to begin with. Right. So, you know, disengagement. What does that mean? It means it means a lot of different things. Right. Um, But I think that when we're talking about employees who are away from the office and who are not feeling engaged at work, there's the lack of social connection that they Mm -hmm. may feel um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, they could also feel like leadership is not not there that the, sort of management, not being present or leaders not being present or able to be seen. Um, That's know, a
0: delicate think, balance, by the way, Yeah, like a manager being too present or um, overbearing for a lack of a better term versus someone who, who is just not there at all. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that we talk a lot about belonging too, mm-hmm. um, and when employees aren't physically there, I think that that sense of belonging can also wane a lot. Sure. Um, and again, none, none of this is none of this is super easy to to sort of figure out because I think when we look at the employee experience, we've talked before about how it's a unique thing for each person. And when yeah. we talk about the psychological contract that each employee has with their employer, um, each person has different uh, different parts of that contract that they expect. Right. uh the the employer to provide. So I think that um there's other reasons that employees would feel disengaged and this this runs the gamut across the whole spectrum. You know, yeah. you may have employees who work in the office or who want to be in the office and their manager is remote. Right? So it, it's it, there's lots of different considerations that we have to think about there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's really cool that that this was the topic that came up and, and that we're like, yeah, we, we got to do that. There's some actual research that backs some of this, right? Mm-hmm. That backs some of this and how we do it. So Gartner did um, some research. 88% of organizations are now encouraging or requiring employees to work from home. And that that just elevates the challenge of, of connection, Right, that elevates the challenge of connection, and I think the the critical piece of all of this, Julie, is a, a manager who can can show humility and have the emotional intelligence to recognize the different situations and what people are experiencing. Obviously, this is all relying upon trust and that trust that's been built. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was listening to a, a person talk the other day who has a, a large remote um, team. And what was interesting is she was talking about, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a group of them that are getting ready to travel. And, uh, there are some people that had uh, COVID anxiety. There's some folks that have social anxiety. There are some people who are ready to go and have the time of their life because they haven't traveled, you know, in so long. And, and this individual was talking about it for each of those specific groups saying, yep. I recognize you. I know that this is what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. Look, if you need to bail, right or if for whatever reason you're uncomfortable you know what go like just go because mm-hmm. because your well-being is, is more important than you know being in attendance wherever you're supposed to be at right and, right. and, and which is incredible i mean it's right incredible. but that
1: sort of lends itself to the importance of uh community importance of communication yeah. and the importance of 1 on 1 meetings with uh, employees sure taking that individual aspect uh, to, to heart you know we like you said some people are are concerned about one thing some people are concerned about another yeah. thing yeah, yeah. That, that's the challenge for managers too right the challenge for managers is they have to figure out how to manage uh-huh. each one of those uh, issues with employees in order to maintain their engagement.
0: Right. What would you, what do you think are some good internal communication tools to, to increase engagement outside of the, the you and me, right? Like just the, the individual conversation.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that obviously having those, well, outside of the individual the con- conversation, yeah, the conversation, yeah. of the conversation, I mean, things like videos, yeah. um, things like uh, company, like newsletters, uh, intranet sites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just think things were apps for the phone, right? Yeah. I think places where employees can go to easily obtain information that they need to know. um, And also places that employees can go to provide their feedback as well. Yeah. You know, uh, two way communication. We've talked about that before as well.
0: There's the internal millennial in me is all about push notifications. I, yeah, I I mean, here's the cool part about it. I don't even, you know, look at my phone. Most of the time I just pull up my watch because that's what, that's what I look at. But the push Mm -hmm. notification is incredible because if I need to answer it later, uh, then it's on my watch and it's like blinking at me like, Hey, by the way, I'm still here. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because we all know my ADD self sometimes, and and I forget, (laughs) so it's it's really really good for me to scroll down and say, oh yeah, okay, I need to go back and check that out. But and
1: it's funny that you say that. (laughs) You know, we talk about the individual aspect. I no longer wear my Apple Watch because of. I
0: noticed that by the way. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I actually I used to wear my Apple Watch all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Or uh, sorry, I should say smartwatch. Um, (laughs) and and the reason the reason being, you know, is it was just too much for me. So when we talk about that individual individual dualistic need, mm-hmm. right. For mm-hmm. information, that's just one difference between you and I.
0: Yeah. So. And I can control what I want to see and how I want to see it, which is cool. But that, that goes to the bigger challenge too, for companies who are communicating, you know, whether internet or all of these sites, it, it goes back to my change talk, you know, precise actionable messaging that that individual needs to know. Right. right. And that's, yeah. that's where it gets tricky. But there's also another piece to this too, Jules is, it, we got to figure out a way to keep the peer-to-peer relationships alive with mm-hmm. large remote work staff or multiple site staff or multiple engagement staff. If, if you're bouncing from site to site, there's going to be, uh, at least in my experience, potential different supervisors, right? So you could have co-managers and in, in sometimes two and three in some of our, our service and distribution facilities and different customers in, in that regard. So it's, it's important even going beyond... Um, you know, the the simple conversations, but for those managers to connect to, um, saying, you know what, hey, Chaz was in my location today. This is what he was working on. He got stuck a little bit behind, but he's doing some great work. That's why he's gonna be late to to your site today. But just so you know he's willing to stay over, bam, done. Right. Yeah. I show up to facility number two. Hey, Chaz, you know, thanks for finishing up that project at the other site. You know, um, Julie already told me you were gonna stay a little bit late. And and then having that conversation of, you know what. I mean, that's that's going to make a huge difference, right? And um, even though remote work isn't for everybody and it can have a negative effect on relationships, it would be really, really cool to see some of that servant leadership where if I were to walk through the door of facility number two and and somebody had a cup of coffee for me ready to go. Right. Right. Just complete selfless behavior of, of, Hey, you know what? I knew you were running late, figured you were kind of tired. Let me, let me grab you a cup of coffee real quick.
1: Yeah.
0: What do, you think? what do
1: you think? Yeah. No, I, I I agree. You know, I also think something that we need to think about is how do so. A lot of times when we have our on-site employees, we'll have events for them, fun events. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a practitioner, we used to have an ice cream truck that would come, for example. I love ice um, cream. Yeah, but my my concern was always, well, what do we? I love ice cream. You that's funny. <laughs> I, that's all right. Oh boy. <laughs> there's your there's your peanut gallery commentary from Chad. On, to, on his uh I'm
0: here, all day. I'm yeah.
1: here all day so i think that um you know my my concern was always well how okay so my workers who are working out in the field they don't get ice cream so what can i do for them right, right. that's going to make them feel rewarded that's going to make them feel included and it's difficult what you well
0: what i like the word that you said rewarded Mm-hmm. So often we get it tied into the 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 compensation or the total reward conversation, but it's the simple things too, right? Yeah. Like it just just what you just described, like ice cream. You know what I mean? I'm all in.
1: Like <laughs> I know.
0: I'm all in. And man, you know, but for me, it's the the company took their time to to set all of this up and for me, it's not a deserving thing, but I'm like, man, uh, you know, and I also beat myself up a lot of times for how many sweets I actually eat. So it is, it truly is a reward after my workout or whatever it is, but you know, it is what it is. And, yeah. and, and those are, those are things that I think we forget to be grateful for. And, and, and that really is a a, a reward because company doesn't have to do that.
1: Yeah. Right? No, no, sure. They, they don't have to do that. But mm-hmm. you know, again, I think that Um, we need to sort of think outside the box. You know, how can we, let's say, let's say I did that, right? Let's say I had the ice cream truck that came for the in-person employees. Maybe what I do is I give everyone who's remote, uh, a, a gift card, you know, to get a free pint of ice cream somewhere or, right. you know, something like that. Again, I'm using a very, very simplistic idea here or mm-hmm. thought. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that there's a lot of opportunity that we have as HR professionals, as people scientists to yeah. sort of, uh, think outside the box right now in terms of how we can reward our employees.
0: I, uh, yeah. And I think there's a really, really critical element too here. And, and, in- and, it relies heavily upon culture too. And I I know our team does it really, really well. And I'm not bragging on our team, but actually, no, you know what? No, I am. I'm bragging on our team. We do a really good job of recognizing our peers, right? Mm -hmm. Like we do a really, really good job of, um, you know, being an individual contributors. It's, Hey, they did a great job. Thank you. And we let the entire team know, like, that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty stinking cool because other people will see that infectious positive behavior amongst our team and then it spreads. Right. So yeah. I, 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 and it's something as simple, like we use teams, you know what I mean? We use our, we use our chat and we do it. And then we get to see the likes, replies, questions. Hey, thank yous. I mean, it's, 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 it's little things to me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, another thing that we need to consider uh, is the digital workplace strategy that we have
0: um, and
1: making sure that the experience that we provide for our on premise employees, our hybrid employees, our remote Mm -hmm. employees, that everybody has access to the same tools, that everybody has access to the same resources, um, that it's not more difficult for our remote workers to find what they need. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I think that, um, when, when that happens, uh, you have more of a sense of fairness as well. Um, we we definitely don't, yeah, we definitely don't want, uh, the folks who are remote or hybrid to feel like they're not included, that they're not part of, uh, of the whole employee experience when it comes to a digital thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that, uh We need to make sure that the employee experience that the remote worker has mirrors the in-person experience as best as possible, all the while remembering it's never going to be exact. But that sense of belonging, you know, having employees rally together around a common goal, mm-hmm. having employees rally together around values of the organization, around, you know, all of the uh, all of the, the things that make up teamwork. Yeah. I think it's very, very important.
0: Yeah. The, it, it, so I was working with a company that has multi-sites um, and across several different states, right? Which is mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, they had locations in the West Coast and the mountains and in the Midwest um, and the East Coast. So so you can imagine like the people are different in each location is just like every other company is. Um And one of the things that they did really, really well is everyone was on board to uphold the company culture that was put in front of them because they carried it with such high regard. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the best way that they did that was standardization. Like what you're talking about here is that word standardization and, and mirroring, Hey, whether you're in a manufacturing facility, the corporate office, our delivery facility, You know, we all work for the same company. And even though we're in different locations and, you know, we're different people and have different expectations, they knew the standardization in the process. They knew the standardization in the culture. They knew the standardization in the ethics that they're supposed to uphold. They knew the mission, the vision, the value. And I'm talking every employee, Mm -hmm. like every employee. Yeah, that's awesome. So, So, how great is it that the HR and the onboarding team? you know, describes this and makes sure that the people understand, like when you're a part of this company, this is what we expect you to do. And going back to the psychological contract, right? Uh, if you don't agree with, please come, please come tell us why, but mm-hmm. no, this is, this is going to be the standard. Right. And that's, that that was really cool. It was really cool to see talking with people on the floor. I mean, it was, it was really, really cool to see.
1: Yeah. And I think another thing that we can do um, that again, it's so simple. We can ask, (laughs) we can ask our concept, (laughs) right? Yeah. We can ask our employees who are in person. We can ask our employees remote. We can ask hybrid how do you how are you feeling uh, mm-hmm. in terms of your sense of belonging, in terms of, you know, your sense of worth uh, for what you're providing to our mm-hmm. team? Um, mm-hmm. I think that I think that that's something uh, that we can also uh, help yeah. folks feel like they're part of a larger, uh, larger picture.
0: So. Yeah. And I think probably, probably the final thing, and I know we're running short here on time, is there are new different ways that we can reach people um, through different methods of communication, right? Yes. So if we have our internal tools, um, obviously a podcast like this, which is, we you know, we love doing, um, but there are more and more companies that are coming out with podcasts about, Hey, this is what's, this is what's going on. This is what we're thinking. Um, I love what Aaron does for our company, our CEO, the Aaron at work videos every yes. two weeks. I know every Friday I'm going to, to get an errand at work video, or every Thursday night, I'm going to get an errand at work video, and he's going to tell me about the latest and greatest and what we're doing and how we're doing. And, and he does a great job of encouraging all of us, right?
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, three minutes. Right. Three minutes. Um, and I think that's really cool. And we also can do a better job of understanding how people want to receive communication. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we all love podcasts. Right. Like we all, love pod- <laughs> at least I do. I love podcasts. So, but there are a lot of people that may not. So it could be again, a push notification, it could be an email, it could be a tailgate meeting, right? We got to do a better job of figuring out how people want to receive messages and then apply that standardization process. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Chaz. So what do we find our purpose in today? Let's wrap this thing up.
0: Man, Jules, been, <laughs> as simple as this is, uh, communication, right? Mm-hmm. As simple as this is, is it, the, the the standardization of communication with the caveat of understanding how your people want to receive messaging, right? I think yep. it's really, really critical for me. What about you?
1: Yeah. Um. Gosh, I think that there's a lot of different ways we can go with this, but I think the one way that, that I would want to go in terms of what I found my purpose in was recognizing that whether it's hybrid, whether it's uh, in-person, whether it's remote, we have to continually work to ensure or to improve engagement, not yeah. just ensure engagement. And how that looks for one company is maybe different than how it looks for another company, but it has to be a continual process. Yeah. And it's not something that we can just do one time, snap our fingers and say, Oh, our employees are engaged. And then, you know, and, and then just, just be yeah. satisfied with that. We can't, yeah, we,
0: we did something right. So we're going to keep it the exact same, it, you know exactly. what I mean? So, uh, no, exactly. that's, that's, it's, it's like the exact title of this episode, like distance doesn't mean disengagement. Right. right. And, and that's, that's the critical piece is we have to continue to work, um, you know, on that road journey or whatever it is to, to recreate or improve engagement. So with that, a few reminders before we leave, don't forget to like and subscribe and use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, Also, be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG over the WorkforceInstitute.org. Jules, that closes us out.
1: That closes us out. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks, y'all. Cheers.